listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. So, RJ, before we get into previewing every single game in the NFL, we must get the early best bet from none other than Steve Fezzik. Go, Steve. Best bet. Tennessee Titans plus six, all about a matchup edge with the Titans rush offense. We saw Derrick Henry and company run all over Baltimore in the playoffs last year, getting almost 200 yards, Derrick Henry did. And now look at that Baltimore line. Injuries, Calais Campbell out, Brandon Williams doubtful. And if New England had the success they had against that Baltimore line running the ball on Sunday night, Tennessee should be able to run all over Baltimore. I am on the Tennessee Titans plus the six. Okay. When you say six, do you mean five? Uh, line steamed up to six here, RJ. Okay, so six yester- is the number. So what you're saying is yesterday it went from six to five, and now it's gone from five to six. That's right. So that's pretty rare, that kind of steam. When you say a cross-directional, not on game day like that, before the weekend is rare? Very rare. Typically, once something starts to leak, it keeps moving in the same direction. Leak is in the line, moves in that direction. And so what you're saying is the late money is against you here. Yes, and it's possible. So not only, excuse Mm -hmm. me, not only (laughs) are you having a horrendous record so far, you now have the biggest professionals in the world going against you. Today they are, yes. Yeah, don't don't be shook by that. (laughs) Don't be shook. All right, I do say this, Jonas. I agree with him here, at least conceptually, and here's why. Tennessee has proven that their game plan works against even the Ravens when they're playing at their best, in theory, because they were hot going in that playoff game. And from what I understand from the X's and O's guys, the Patriots kind of replicated that game plan with one exception and one little variance, and they had a great day. So it feels like that Harbaugh hasn't figured out yet how to stop what Tennessee was doing, and if he did then the Belichick variation still works, and Tennessee certainly is going to be able to look at that and adjust accordingly. I think the fact that New England just played and repeated Tennessee's success means unless the Ravens can come up and stop Belichick's little twist on things, well, Vrabel's just got to copy it. That, to me, is very important. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, so RJ, let's get it started. A preview of every single game in the NFL this weekend, and we're going to get it started in Cleveland, where the Eagles are at the Browns, and right now on pregame.com, Cleveland is a three-point favorite. And here's what we're going to do. Fez has his green button that makes the cash register sound. When I'm done... Fez is going to have a chance to chime in. And what's going to be interesting is it will always seem kind of rude. He'll be like coming in with the cash register. So I just think it's going to influence people over the, over the you know, months and years of just hearing Fez always being so garish. with. But anyway, that's just a little psychological thing Fez might want to think about. <laughs> but to me, Philadelphia is certainly a team to play this week. And one of my five favorite picks. And you know why? Because everyone... Fez included, played him last week. I didn't like them last week. In fact, Fez and I bet that game. I had the other side. So the wannabe Sharps and Fez were all in Philly. And I was, you know, kind of alone with the Giants. But I knew I was right, and I was right. And you know why? Because when the first week of injury return, the teams don't do as well as you might think. Because everyone overreacts to it. And 
the, t- the players might be a week early, physically some are, and others just aren't integrated. Then what happens is they lose that first game, and everyone says, I'm sick of them. No more Philly for me. And it's just when the returning players are starting to play well, that's this week. Fez, what do you think? I agree with your analysis ah. on Philly. I'm on Philly again, and I'm fading Cleveland. Cleveland, I could make the case, had the greatest spot last week. Got a team from the south from a dome playing in 35-mile-an-hour wind conditions. And you had Cleveland, right? And I had Cleveland, and, and you Cleveland still couldn't failed. Cover. Cleveland's overrated. I'm on Philly. So you agree with me that you were foolish to have Philly last week? Yes. All right, Jonas, we got him at least seeing his mistakes in hindsight. <laughs> RJ, no Drew Brees for the New Orleans Saints, but they are still a three-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Falcons. So we talked about in the headlines the line move. I think it's fair to say that Brees is starting to look very valuable. New arm, as I say lovingly, because I think Brees is one of the top seven or eight quarterbacks still, a lot of people didn't, is initially the market only moved a little bit. And then it moved more, and now Taysom Hill comes in. And, Fez, you think it's at least another point down. The market says only a quarter, but all in all, this baby's gone from seven down to all, you know, three and a half or lower. So, to quote Mark Twain, the reports of his demise, Drew Brees, exaggerated. And I will say one last thing quickly about the Falcons. If you look at the last month and you take out garbage time, efficiency-wise, the Falcons— are the sixth best team in the NFL. So to me, people look at their record and say, ah, but obviously going back a month isn't arbitrary with the Falcons because that's when Raheem Morris took over. So with the new coach, in that month, the Falcons are the sixth best team in the NFL, Jonas. RJ, the Lions are at the Panthers right now on pregame.com. Carolina, a three-point favorite. Okay, so Carolina is one of only two teams that has yet to have a bye. Fez, and let's give him credit, he's been front and center over the years talking about these late buys are bad for these teams because they get fatigued. Everyone else has had rest. Carolina is one of the two teams that hasn't gotten that bye. Fez, who's the other team? Uh, Tampa Bay. Okay, ooh, Monday night. So, that's going to be my best bet, by the way. I got something on Monday. So, Bridgewater is questionable. The two possible or the two likely replacements, one or the other, is Greer or P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger. I, I don't think he uses that officially, but <laughs> I, I believe both these players are really big downgrades. And with Greer, they tried to play him last year, and it was almost like they couldn't get through the game. So if it is Walker, here's a guy literally that wasn't even on the roster last year, if I'm not mistaken. Fez, what do you have the downgrade from Bridgewater to Walker? Five points. So think about that. Bridgewater is, what, a, a slightly below average starter, Fez? 18, 19? What do you I've got, got him at? right in the middle, number 16. And even from there, P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger, is almost is more than the average downgrade for a, for, for a um, starting quarterback. So it just shows you Walker is a below average backup for sure. Do you have this game, Fez? No, passing. Oh, mistake. All right, Jones. RJ, the Patriots and the Texans will be a part of Colin Cowherd's pick number six. That'll be coming up here later on on Straight Out of Vegas. We now move to Jacksonville, where the Jaguars are hosting the Steelers. Pittsburgh, a 10-point favorite on pregame.com. So back to the concept we like to pick up where others leave off, even other shows trying to do gambling. 
is if you look at the Steelers, there's a well discussed trend. Mike Tomlin as a road favorite, not good. And Mike Tomlin as a bigger road favorite, even worse. But you know what? I'm a Steelers fan. For the first time I can remember, Tomlin is playing the old Belichick card about talking how great a terrible team is. And I've never heard him do that. And to me, the Steelers got more more love from blowing out Cincinnati than they did from beating Baltimore or they did from beating Tennessee. Jonas, I mean, you you follow the media as well as anyone. Would you, wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, no, and it feels like uh, like uh, you've got Mike Tomlin who's trying to calm everybody. He realizes they're going to get everybody's best shot. They're undefeated, and so he has taken a little bit different approach than he has in years past. He's not tripping anybody off on a kickoff return. Let's just put it that way. So to me, I'll ignore that shot. To me, <laughs> what I'm going to say is it, no one could predict this. No rational person could agree with me that's a professional batter. But I actually like the Steelers here laying double digits, even bucking a trend that is really daunting. Faz, you got this guy? Coincidentally, I am on your Steelers, RJ. <laughs> it's all about fading. What You mentioned Jacksonville. Terrible team. Jacksonville somehow only lost by four against Green Bay. Fluky, long punt return. That's obvious. 16-yard drive for their other touchdown. Are you really, is you really making the case that somehow Jacksonville is not a good team? Okay, case conceded, Faz. <laughs> but but you know something? You know how when you watch like a documentary about is this guy guilty or not, Jonas? And then at a certain point, there's something that's so qu- – like no way could that be a coincidence? Yes. That in your mind, it shifts. You go, he is guilty. <laughs> that just happened to Steve Fezzik. The whole nation just said, holy cabola, he is copying RJ. Guilty. All right, let's do it. The Indianapolis Colts are one-point favorites on pregame.com, hosting the Green Bay Packers. Now, if I was having two best bets, Green Bay would be my second best bet. And on various radio hits I've done this week, Green Bay's been my best bet. Here's my rationale. It's real simple. One, the line move opened up Green Bay two and a half. Road favor. What's happened since? Green Bay played that Fugazi-type close game. It was deceiving, as Fez said so poignantly. Jacksonville's really not good. Don't be deceived. And the market kind of reacted to that a little bit. And then the coach looked great against Tennessee on Thursday. And thus, the line from last week, when it was a look ahead, a week early, till now, eventually shifted about five points. And then now it's kind of receded back a little bit. To me, one, I like being on the other side of that kind of move especially against a team with the worst, and this is the Colts now, strength of schedule in the league. But there's one more thing I think here. Aaron Rodgers is the only true arm talent that the Colts have played. The two best quarterbacks have been Tannehill and Cousins. Both are decent or better, serviceable or better, but neither have massive arms. And the Colts, X and O's wise, are only guarding like 70% of the field and they're daring a team to make those tough throws where Aaron Rodgers can make that throw. I think Green Bay does great. If I was getting even more sophisticated, I would like Green Bay's team total over. That's what I think is the best spot in this game. Green Bay scoring a lot of points. And I'm on Green Bay as oh well. You mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned strength of schedule, RJ. You know, Green Bay's strength of schedule is looking better and better. Those two games against the Vikings. Hey, the Vikings are good. 
games against Atlanta, that win at New Orleans. A lot of their opponents that they played are better than we thought they were. Honest question, Fez. Did you just say, I'm going to copy every pick of his because if I'm really got my back against it, that's the only way I can have a best a chance? And you'd say I don't listen to you. Is, that, is, that, is that true, though? You're admitting it? I'm just going with my best seven. <laughs> Quick question, Jonas, is if the rest of the year incriminated Fezzik to a certain degree, how much more percentage-wise has he incriminated himself regarding just really just emulating my picks? It's a little bit uh, obvious at this point, which means yeah. you probably should have spaced it out. I mean, you're bit. such a professional with words. I mean, you didn't use the bit. <laughs> you just said, you know, it's um obvious. All right, let's keep going. Let's, maybe it will stop. Maybe it will stop. And for that, we go to Washington, where Washington is hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. And on pregame.com, RJ, Washington a one-point favorite. The last 16 games, the Bengals have been on the road. So that's a full season of road games. The Bengals have won straight up zero. Zero, 15, and one. They pushed again or tied against Philly. So what do you think their ATS against the spread record is? Typically, it'd be, I don't know, Fez, what would you guess? Typical road team, the line average was about eight. Maybe cover four. Four of 16. Since he is 11, four and one against the spread <laughs> on the road. Zero straight up wins, 11 against the spread wins. That is a shocker. So, you, I, I mean, to me, you kind of got to like the Bengals here. Fez, what do you got? I'm on the Bengals. I think Washington is overrated. Washington's won the yardage the last four games, but look at who they played. The Giants twice. Dallas, Detroit. Really weak strength of schedule, especially lately. For the Redskins, I like the Bengals. The Titans and Ravens were Steve Fezzik's best bet earlier in the show. You can check that out on the podcast after the show at FoxSportsRadio.com. And from there, we go to Minnesota, where the Vikings are hosting the Dallas Cowboys, RJ. Minnesota, a 7.5-point favorite on Pregame.com. We talked about how the last month was really telling about Atlanta and that efficiency-wise, they were the sixth-best team. The very best team in the NFL, the very best team, the Minnesota Vikings over the last four weeks. And this is a team that even during that four-week period was really banged up in the secondary, and they're healthier now. So I don't know, Fez, were you having the power rankings? I could give a number here soon, and you just would say that. But let me before I gave my number, where do you have Minnesota right now? Minnesota, number 11 team. I think they might even be better in that. And so, Joe, to me, I know everyone thinks, oh, Minnesota's playing better. I mean, this could be a top, like, seventh, eighth best team, in my opinion. And it's going to be interesting to see if they can come back from that slow start. And I'm on the Vikings. They're on the winning streak despite a lot of things going wrong. Look at the Detroit game. They didn't get one. They got two punts blocked against the Bears. They gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown. So this team is winning despite getting bad All right. Here's what I'm going to do, Jonas. I'm going to get McKenzie on mic the next segment. Let's take our final break. And McKenzie was there when Fez was finalizing these picks. We're going to finish the last couple games. We're going to have Colin Cowherd's world premiere pick number six. And then McKenzie goes under the bright lights and see if anything incriminating was said. Straight out of Vegas!
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We now go to the backyard of Straight Out of Vegas to Las Vegas, where the Raiders are hosting the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Kansas City is seven and a half point favorite. Yeah, uh, three games left, real quick, and then Colin Cowherd's world premiere. Okay. Andy Reid off a buy. You hear the trend. A lot of people has got it wrong. A lot of people don't even have the ATS. Here's the facts. Regular season, off a buy in his career, Andy Reid, 19 winners straight up, four losers. That's 82.6%. Amazing. Against the spread, 15 winners, eight losers. Still, even with the great equalizer, the spread, 65%. Andy Reid, got to, that means something. Jonas. The Broncos are hosting the Miami Dolphins. Miami, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Denver gets a lot of love from the wise guys. But if you dig deeper, and some of them are missing this, and you take out garbage time. So you can define that a lot of different ways. The way I do it is, does any team have a 90-plus percent chance to win? If so, those play, it's a different game at that point. If you remove that, Denver gets significantly worse. You could make the case that the stats in the last month makes Denver the 31st best team. Literally only the Jets are worse if you remove garbage time. So whatever you think Denver is, the garbage time makes them look better, and they're probably not that good. Last one on pregame.com. The Chargers hosting the Jets. L.A. a a 9.5-point favorite. I really like the Jets here, and a great trend is – if you have a winless team off a bye after the midpoint of the season, actually after week seven, it does outstandingly well. And you know what else? It wins the game straight up even shockingly more than you might think. Like if you think, okay, the ATS is really good. No, no. Winning the game is shocking. I actually like the Jets, but I also like Jets on the money line. And you know what? If the Chargers are playing a close game, I kind of like being on the other side, getting like four to one. And I like the Jets as well. Not only winless team late in the year off of a bye after week seven, 18, five and one against the spread. But I've got all three of my wide receivers healthy finally for the Jets like the Jets. All right. Prosecution rest. Let's listen now. Colin Cowherd's pick number six. Let's go. go. No. No. It's Collins. Bonus pick only for R.J. Bell. Pick number six. Okay, here's the bonus pick. And um, I tend to, I had a, a sharp years, must have been 20 years ago, telling me something. He loved betting the NFL and college basketball's March Madness. That was all he bet. And he said, because I get a true effort. In most sports, baseball, you don't know if guys went out and drank the night before, NBA, hockey. He goes, but in the NFL... And in college basketball's March Madness, I get a true effort. And I know what I'm getting. And so for me, I I always think about I like consistency in effort. I like consistency in performance. So I would have taken New England minus two and a half at Houston. But the reason I didn't, because the Patriots are number three in rushing. They have forced a turnover or more in every game. And Houston's just a chaotic mess game to game. But so New England, New England is this year too. And I just don't know what I get week to week with Cam, who's always himself been a little inconsistent. So my gut feeling was I would have taken New England, but I like consistency and neither one franchise Houston isn't and one quarterback and team this year New England isn't. So if I took New England, what would the wise guys say? Agreement. 
with a caveat. So the agreement is, you're right. This Houston team is getting a ton of respect, and they haven't done anything to deserve it. Their defense is like last in four or five categories I care about. And most importantly, they're last against the run, DVOA. And the Patriots not only have run the ball the most of any team this year, 33 and a half attempts per game, but in the last three games, Buffalo, Jets, and Baltimore, they've run the ball 38 times a game. They've committed, maybe it's what you're saying, Colin, about Cam and his inconsistency. Maybe we make him more consistent. He's handing the ball off. He's running the ball. He'll throw sometimes, but not much. So you got the worst defense against the run against the team that runs the most. Also, I think the Texans, you got to wonder what the motivation is. We talked about Atlanta earlier. Atlanta's got motivation. They don't, this is a division opponent. They like Morris, their new coach, so they want to win for him. What is the Texans' motivation here? Right, We can say every NFL team has motivation every game. We know that's not true. Though, in general, I agree with the old wise guy from years ago that in the NFL you have more steady motivation than the other sports. But we know some teams are flat some games. So the thing that causes me the final thing, the caveat, is if you had bet this game a week ago, yeah. the line was Patriots plus two and a half. So now, cause the Patriots look so good on Sunday night, it's flipped five points effectively, right? If you go from two and a half to pick them to two and a half. And my thought is the stuff we saw Sunday night isn't necessarily repeatable for the Patriots because it was so weather-driven. So we're paying a premium, but I think the matchup is so good, I still like the Patriots with you. Colin Cowherd, thank you. And... I tell you, that's a good little segment we do there. And I like the back and forth. And that's every Friday on Straight Out of Vegas 6 Eastern. Okay, we got a minute here, Jonas, or so. <laughs> Mackenzie, employee, say yes, hello, sir. please. Yes, sir. Quick question. You got about 30 seconds. Is Was there anything incriminating that Fezzik said when he was preparing his picks? Well, I said to Fez, you know, Steelers, Jets, Packers, these kind of sound like RJ plays. He said, you know what? I'm seven games under 500. Desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> Holy camoly, Jonas. I mean, that's like that's like OJ getting caught with the gun. With the, oh, I mean, man. I mean, is there any doubt left, Jonas? I don't know. Does he have a white Bronco in the parking lot? I mean, I, mean, I, I tell you this. <laughs> he'd have an excuse if he did. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.